I want you to take take few minutes if you have the gift of speaking in tongues. There is a heaviness that is over this place still. Let us break all powers of darkness and let us welcome the Lord's presence, the Holy Spirit right now. Don't look at me. It's a time of warfare. We are getting into warfare. Let us prepare ourselves. We have come to pray. We have come to fight battles. We have come to dethrone the powers of darkness in this place, in this city, in this land. Pray in the Spirit and say, Lord, we welcome your presence right now. We ask you, Holy Spirit, to take control. We expel all powers of darkness in any form to depart from this place. You have no authority here. We cover the sanctuary with the blood of Jesus. We cover each and every one in this place with the blood of Jesus. Father, we pray, Lord God, and we welcome your holy presence right now. We ask you, Lord God, that you will be in this place, Lord God. Fill the sanctuary, Lord God. All forms of disturbance we command to go. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Before you could see it, I want you to find the reason I'm saying this. I don't want you to be alone. At least find one person so that you could sit beside somebody. So when we go into a time of prayer, you have someone. Okay? If you are in a family, it's fine, but try not to be alone. Find somebody that you can stand in the gap. Thank you, choir. You could be seated in the presence of the Lord. Each of you got a partner. Praise God. The second reason is so that you make sure you are your brother or your sister's keeper. Amen? Tonight, nobody will sleep in Jesus' name. Tonight, we have come for warfare. We have come because we want to do something different in this land. Amen? So let us be ready for it, be prepared for it, and we are going to see what God is going to do today in Jesus' name. For the exhortation that I have prepared this evening, I have titled it as, God needs intercessors. Tell your neighbor that. God needs intercessors. God is looking for intercessors. And I'm going to show you throughout this meditation how God is still on the lookout, looking for one man or one woman. So we are going to look at several passages from the Bible. And we'll be looking at Jeremiah, Ezekiel, and Isaiah, in which God says that he is in need of a man. Can you imagine the creator of the universe, the one who spoke and things happened, and yet that same God, who is all-powerful, almighty, says that he is still looking for one man. In the book of Jeremiah chapter 5, you can go to my slide itself, sister. Jeremiah chapter 5, verse 1. It says, If he could find one man who loved truth. Look at this. If he could find one person, man or woman, first category, if he loved 
truth. You have Jeremiah chapter uh, 5 verse 1. It says, number one, to love truth. Number two, if that person will do righteousness. A man who loves truth and who lives a righteous life. I'm summarizing it. And if God could find one person who loves truth, lives a righteous life, God says, I will do something to this land, to this city. He says, I will forgive the city of Jerusalem of its sin. Can you imagine that? And the same thing is even applicable now. Then we look at Abraham's story in the book of Genesis chapter 18. In the beginning, we find God as the Savior. And in the end, we find God as the Judge. And standing between these two as a Savior and a Judge, we find one man standing there. And that is Abraham. For a few minutes, the destiny of two cities was depended upon one man. Can you imagine that? Two cities, and that rested upon this person, and God is saying, if I could find one man. In the book of Ezekiel chapter 22, verse 30, Ezekiel chapter 22, we'll be looking at a lot of scriptures today. And I sought a man among them that would make up the hedge. And stand in the gap before me for the land. Amen. It says God looks for a person to stand in the gap and make up the edge. So that means, what does it mean? That means there is no edge in the city. There is no edge in a family. There is no edge in a nation. So God says, I see the nation bare, opened. And he says, I am looking for one man who can stand in the gap and make a hedge. Now, I want you to tell your neighbor one thing. Tell him one person. You told him, tell him one more time. One person. Do you know why I say that? God is looking for one person who can make a difference in this land. Amen? What a beautiful thing if, if you look deep into the scripture and if you can tell God today, God, I want to be that one person. What a beautiful thing. How many of you don't lie to me now? How many of you even said that just now? I only see one brother say it. While I watched you, asked you this question, God, I want to be one person. I only see one brother say that. I want to be that one person. Can we make that difference and say that with, with our whole hearts and say, God, I want to be that one person for you. And that will be a portion in Jesus' name. Now, don't misunderstand me. I stand here and under the anointing of God and that's what I'm speaking. You do not need a mega church to accomplish the work of God. You don't need a church with 25,000 people to do the work of God. You do not need the 450 people in the bread of life to do the work of God. If they are here tonight, praise God for that. If the 450 people that we see on Friday morning, if they are here, we thank God for that. But God is still looking for one person. Even in a large congregation, even amongst us right now, 
Even amongst us, while we are sitting down, God is still looking deep within. And he's looking for one person who can stand in the gap. Imagine, in, in an entire nation, he could not find one person. And I'm going to show you scriptures about that. And I thank God, the Father, for, for bringing you today here, that you made that choice to be here. It's a beautiful thing that you have made a choice. You could have slept in your house. But you have made a choice and God will bless you that, for that in Jesus' name. The chapter, when we look at Ezekiel chapter 22, talks about the holy city. And when you go home, I want you to take this as a study and look very carefully at each verse when you go home. Here in this city, where the king is using his own position to the advantage in using it for cruelty at the cost of all his subjects, the king. Number two, the rulers of this nation are using their position to get personal gain. If you go back and study Ezekiel chapter 22. Now, to, I'm not going to frighten you. We've seen the king, what the king was looking at. We've seen what the princes or the leaders looking at. And then we see the priest no longer knows the difference between holy and unholy. Even the priest in the nation. Likewise, even the people of the nation never knew what was godly and what was ungodly. That was the state of Israel. Now, don't get scared. Doesn't that sound like the nations right now that we are living in, all over? That is exactly what we are living around. Nations, cities, and I'm sorry to say, many churches are falling in the same category do not know right from wrong. They come to church, they go. They do not even know the word of God. And that's the pitiful state of even churches. We pray that will never be our portion in Jesus' name. I pray that will never be our portion in Jesus' name. I'm going to show you the state of a nation. Let us quickly turn to Isaiah 59. I'd rather teach you something today. Before you can go to warfare, better you learn. And then we will enter into warfare. Isaiah 59, verse 1. The Bible says, you have a uh, King James Version, brother? King James. Wonderful. Just read verse 1, brother. Behold, hmm. the Lord's hand is not shortened. One minute. Behold, whose hand is not shortened? The Lord's hand is not shortened. Yes, brother. That it cannot save. Mm -hmm. Neither his ear heavy. That it cannot hear. One minute. That means there is no problem at all for God to demonstrate His power. You got that scripture? Amen. If you understand that scripture, there is nothing too difficult for God to demonstrate His power. His hand is not too short. His ears are not too deaf to hear. Now let us read. Read from 2 to 10, brother. But hmm. your iniquities have separated between you and now, your Now, here is the nation. It says, the Bible is saying, first thing, your iniquities have separated you. Yes, brother, continue. And your sins have hid his face from you. Now your sins have now blocked even God from listening to you. That he will not hear. Now God says, your sins are so much that I am not going to listen. You might be the biggest church. You might be the greatest church. You might be a church, miracles are happening. But God says, I am not going to listen. Because your sins have now separated. Continue brother. 
For your hands are defiled with blood, mm-hmm. and your fingers with iniquity. Okay. Your lips have spoken lies. Mm-hmm. In Nigeria, especially in India, also at this moment, shedding of innocent blood. They are hasty to do it. I was just got a uh, SMS this morning that a, a, a mega church in India, the pastor and the associate pastor were walking on the street, and the Hindu fanatics planned to do something against them. And as these were walking on the street, a woman came and fell on the pastor. And as the moment she fell, five, six women, all because it was a framed up, shouted, rape, rape. They caught the man of God and his assistant. And they have beaten him so badly that they even disfigured him. It's happening. And it's not too far away. It happened in the land that he loved. It happened in the land where he shed his blood. And it can happen anywhere and it's happening right around us. Yes, my brother. The way of peace they know not. Mm -hmm. And there is no judgment in their goings. They have made them crooked paths. Whosoever goeth therein shall not know peace. Therefore is judgment far from us. Mm. Neither does justice overtake us. We wait for light. We wait for light. We are being praying and asking God, when will that light shine forth? We are waiting and see. Now, here is a land that is belonging to God and we wait for light, but... Yes, my brother, behold. But behold, obscurity for brightness, Brightness. but we walk in darkness. Mm. We grope for the wall like the blind and we grope as if we had no eyes. We stumble at... One minute, brother. That's exactly what is happening in our culture right now. Look at the word of God written so many thousand years ago. So accurately what is happening in our backyard. Verse 11, brother, to 15. We We roar roar like bears Mm. and moan so like doves. Mm. We look for judgment, but there is none. Children of God are crying for judgment. But they are not finding because the land has become wicked. The land is covered with all sorts of sin. Yes. For salvation, but it is far off from us. Mm -hmm. For our transgressions are multiplied before thee, and our sins testify against us. For our transgressions are with us, and as for our iniquities, we know them. In transgressing and lying against the Lord... And departing away from our God. Thank you, brother. So what is the prophet talking about? He's talking about the people of God. He's talking about the people of God. He's talking about the holy city of God. He's talking about the chosen nation. He's talking about the elect. Is it not alarming to see? We think it only happened. It is happening now in churches. We are not too far from it. Many churches are living in lie. Living in lie. I'm going to share something. I don't know, there are children here, but I have to share this. This happened yesterday morning. A mighty man of God. I mean, I should not even use that word. I'm sorry to use that word. A so-called mighty man of God. Who is supposed to be mighty in, in the southern part of India called Kerala. He has been invited every month to a church for evangelism meeting and for breakthrough. And the, the surprising thing of this, 
lot of miracles were happening while this man was praying and ministering in the church. While he was even talking. Supposed to be miracles. They have seen it. And it so happened, a friend of ours called this pastor because he's seen so many miracles and said, Pastor, we would like you to come home and pray for us. And the pastor said, yes, God told me to come to your house. Look at the statement. God told me to come to your house. This lady, being a single mother, has been supporting this pastor for several years. So because of that kindness, she says, come home. And so that, and when he came home and he wanted to pray, the very sad part, and this is a warning for all of you. He says, God told me that I should pray for you separately and pray for your daughter separately. The woman, even though born again, never had wisdom to discern what is going to happen. He took the little child to the other room to pray. And she could hear him pray loud. And the child... He misbehaved himself with that little girl. The man of God left, I mean the so-called man of God, sorry to use that word. And the daughter came and she was about to commit suicide. Because this man misbehaved himself. This is not happening in Israel. This is not happening anywhere else. It is happening in the house of God. It's happening in the house of God. So we are not too far from all these things. And we had to minister to this child, to the parent. It was the, it was the fault of the parent. She says, I trusted him. I seen signs and miracles happening. Be careful. Look for fruits. Signs and wonders that can also be deceiving. The reason I chose this, and, I, and God gave me this thing, this incident, to just show you, we are not too far from it. We are not too far. We thank God for the blessing and we thank God for the teaching that this church has. The teaching that this church has as putting people in the right track. We thank God for that. We don't find it in any other church. But I give all the glory to God that He has, he has found our pastor who is very straight and blessed our leadership that we are walking in the right path. There are many churches. It's so bad. It's a sad thing. But thank God at the middle, we let us look at verse 15 and 16. It says in the same verse that we read, the Lord saw, that means he saw it in Jerusalem, and it displeased him that there was no judgment, and he saw that there was no man, and wondered that there was no intercessor in the land. A lot of translation says there was no one to intercede. Can you imagine that? He couldn't find one person. I mean, God could not find one person. I want you to see the scripture. Therefore, his harm brought salvation unto him and his righteousness. He sustained him. Hit sustained him. Notice again, he saw that there was no man and wondered... Oh, he was astonished, even though God knew it, and yet it was astonishing to God. Now, I want you to notice, I want to show you two shocks in this passage. Number one, the omnipotence is looking for help. Have you noticed that? The omnipotence is looking for help. Number two, the other shocking thing, the omniscient is shocked. He knew ahead of time. 
But still it shocked God. I'm sure he, God knew in ahead of time what this man would do to that little child. And yet it would have shocked God. Because God gives us all a choice. We all will stand and we can make a choice to hurt the church or to build the church. And every leader, I want to say this to you. You will be put to the test. Stand your ground for God. The ending of what happened in that, in that room, this man fell at this little 17-year-old child and says, please don't tell your mommy what happened. I don't know what fell upon me to do this to you. I don't know what fell upon me. Look at the word. I will lose my ministry, he tells this little girl. Please don't tell. The family is not able to even share it with their pastor because this girl will be ready for marriage, number one. Number two, she is the, the, that woman is the only person saved from her family and her family wants her to come back. And if she's scared, if she says, even says this, they will take her back. Look at the state of it. And she does not know what to do. He knew ahead of time. The question is, can, can one person make a difference for God? I want you to ask you, ask you that question. Can one person make a difference for God? Yes, thank you for saying that. But, what kind of person is God looking for? What kind of person is God looking for? God is looking for one who is, who is willing to lay down his life to intercede and to make intercession. I love that ministry and everyone in that ministry, God bless you for that. And those of you who are here, God bless you for that. It's the greatest ministry that you could ever have in a church. God is still looking for intercessors in the body of Christ. I want you to just rise up for one minute and say, God, I want to make that difference. Just make that as a prayer. That you will never fall. You will never fall. And just make that as a prayer between you and God and say, God, here I am. I want to make a difference. Can you take me and use me for your glory? Make one more prayer. God, give me the grace. I will never fall when the test comes. I will never fall when the test comes. Help me, Lord God, nothing of this world will take me away from the calling that you have given me. Lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, and the pride of life will never take me away from what you have called me for, Lord God. Make a serious prayer before God, because tonight there is going to be a night of breakthrough tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Please be seated. My second point is Christ our intercessor. I've taken this from Isaiah 53. In Isaiah 53 verse 6 it says, All we like sheep have gone astray, we have turned everyone to his own way. So, there you have the essence of sin. Which way are you looking towards right now? Towards your own way? Or towards the way that God has called you to, to see? I'm sorry, but many of us are looking towards our own way towards what we can do, what we can achieve, what we can get. But you are brought here to this land for one purpose, to fulfill the plan and the purpose that God brought you here. 
And when you learn to do that, your way will automatically fall into place. Amen? The moment you decide, not even if you fulfill it, if you decide in your heart today, God, I want to fulfill your way. I want to fulfill the, your calling. Automatically, the things of what pertains to you will be your portion in Jesus' name. Stop looking at His face alone. What His hand can provide. And start asking God, what is it you want me to do for you? What is it that you want me to do for you? I want to share a small story which took place in the 1950s in Time magazine. There was a medical, medical case in California. There was a young boy around age of 9 and 10. I shared this many years ago. There are two stories that I have. I shared it more than 8-9 years ago. I still want to do it one more time. This little child got a problem with his kidney. And the parents took him to the hospital and they found that the case became worse. One kidney led to another and slowly the disease spread and the infection caught over to the next kidney and it was not functioning. The parents seen the child's case worsen so much that they rushed him to the hospital and there was no other way. The doctors tried everything to save this child. They were not able. And suddenly the medical team said to his mother, there is no way of any medicine that we can save him, save him. And the parents asked the doctors again, is there nothing that you can do? Then the team got together and they said, yes, there is a wild thought that we have. We have never tried it. The experiment was never done. But there is a thought that we, as doctor teams, so they said, what is it? They said, we could do one thing. We could take your child, find a donor, put your child along with this donor. We can transfer the blood of your child into this donor and put them on an operation table and let this blood flow into the donor. And then we will make sure that the levels come and then the donor's blood flows into the child. Immediately the parents said, we are ready, can you check our blood? Both parents jumped up and said, check our blood doctor. Immediately, the mother was laid, the test was done, they found that the mother's blood was not matching the child. The father went next, they put him on the operation table and they found that the father's blood was matching his son. And immediately, the procedure started. And suddenly they found, as they were transferring the blood from the son to the father, the son's blood count now started coming down and the father's blood st count started going up and then to a certain stage they found that now both blood levels were equal. The procedure was over in two days time. They kept the boy for two days and they, they discharged the boy because he was well. But they told the father you have to stay for a few more days and after a few days they found that the blood pressure after the ninth day it started to rise for the father. The blood count rose so high and the father died on the tenth day. He gave his life for his son. I'm sure that child is still alive. He was a young boy, but at the cost of his loving daddy willing to shed his blood that time. 
I never thought of the cross as an atonement in the same way. I never thought of the cross the same way. The Bible says, we all like sheep have gone astray. We have turned each one to his own way. And Jehovah caused our sins to meet in Christ. All our iniquity was met in Christ. Amen. Christ took our sin. He who knew no sin became sin for you and me. He took it upon himself. That father took it upon himself the same way Christ did. Isaiah chapter 59. It says that God looked for a man and couldn't find one. So what he did is harm brought salvation. In, in, 50, in 59 verse 1. His hand is not shortened that it cannot save, neither is ear heavy that it cannot hear. I thought, he can take care of everything by his power. God has the power to do that. He can do it everything on his own. But when you look, you see Isaiah 59 verse 16, it says, you know, that he could not find one man. And when you turn back again to Isaiah 53 verse 1, who had believed our report. In our language it means something that is unbelievable. Verses 2 and 5, I want you to go home and read. But the, the, the harm of the Lord is the figure on the cross. I always thought that the harm of the Lord was the figure on the throne. Whenever I was reading the scripture and it says the arm of the Lord, I always thought it was the harm of the Lord on the throne. But when you carefully read Isaiah 40 to 66, go home and read it as a meditation, then you will find that the harm of the Lord is a suffering Savior on the cross. Isaiah 40 to 66 says, My third point, quickly, God's, bearing God's burden with Him. Bearing God's burden with Him. I'd like to share one more story that I shared long time ago. And I'm sure that at least 90% of you might be knowing it, but just for the 10%'s sake, I would like to tell you the story of a missionary called Amy Carmichael. How many of you have read a book? Okay, praise God. Five, six, okay. In, 19, in 1895, she went from Britain as a missionary to India. In India, she became very aware of what was happening with the temple girls. And she found out that when a man in India died, they took his wife and buried her with the man. That, I think, is even happening in deep, also deep parts of India. I don't know if they're still out of that or not. Uh, so, Amy found this, and she decided to save the girls. It was okay because now if you notice, when the mother was buried with the husband, what happened to the children? It was very sad. For the boys, no problem because they would bring some type of income back at home. But who wanted the girls? Nobody. So what happened? They gave the girls to their gods. And these girls were put into the temple to become prostitutes. Amy Carmichael. Her heart was broken to see 12-year-old girls. Because those years, people married girls who were 11, 12, and 13. And her heart broke 
to see these 12 and 13-year-old girls living a life of prostitute in the Hindu temples. So she started to work and she started to get many of these girls to escape. It was very effective. So suddenly one day, the priest of the temple became aware that the girls were missing now. So he knew that this has to be the missionary woman doing something. So what he did, the priest of that temple, he went to the Indian businessman and said, and complained about this. The Indian businessman went to the British businessman and said that a Britisher was causing a lot of trouble for the temple girls. The British businessman went to the British Missionary Council and said that one of their members was causing a lot of trouble. The British Missionary Commissioner came to Amy and said, Amy, what you are doing is known. We want you to stop doing this. Amy says, what about the girls? What about them? He says, I know it's a tragic, but I can't do anything. But Amy, you are causing a lot of trouble for the British missionaries. You cannot do this. At that time, Amy was working to get one girl out of the clutches because she knew there was one girl that they were going to send into the, uh, into the temple. So Amy thought to herself, let me go and meet this priest of the temple. Maybe this man will have somewhere a conscience. And she met this man and she started to talk to him about getting this girl away. But she found that this man was a very crooked person because he was losing money. Prostitutional brought money into the temple. And he was very angry. Amy never knew what to do. She ran to her room. One single missionary girl got down on her knees. And she said, God, it's not my problem anymore. I have done everything possible, Lord. I don't know what to do. Nothing is working. It's not my problem. That was the prayer Amy made. Suddenly, as she was praying, she saw the Lord, not kneeling against a Middle Eastern tree, but kneeling beside an Indian tree. And when she gazed upon his face, she saw streams of tears falling from the Lord's eyes. And suddenly Amy, Amy's gaze looked upon Christ. And he says, Amy, I know it's not your problem. I know it is mine, Amy. It's not yours. But I'm just looking for somebody who's willing to take that burden. I'm just looking for somebody who's willing to take this burden. That same cry is even today. We say, Oman is not our problem. This city is not our problem. Let them go to hell. They cannot change. They will never change. They are like that. We, we label them, label them, label them, label them to these people. But we are enjoying the fat of this land, isn't it? Now see, you don't laugh now. You're serious. It's true. And God still says, I know you are saying it's not your problem, but I'm looking for one man, one woman, who's willing to share that burden and stand in the gap. Are you willing to take that today upon yourself and say, God, just as that little missionary girl stood in the gap, 
Today I want to stand in the gap. Surely he had borne our grief and carried our sorrow. Remember the story of Abraham. God was about to destroy two cities. And yet one man was able to make a difference. But God could not find anyone righteous. Can we sing this song, I love you, more than anything, I love you. Can you put that song on the screen? Can we stand up and just sing this song? I love you more than anything I love you more than anything I love you Lord I give my life to you make this as a prayer today I love you I love you I love you more than anything. I love you, Lord. I give my life to you. Can you make that as a prayer and say, God, today, one more time, the second time today, I want to give my life to you. I want to love you more than anything else, Lord God. I give my life to you. Father, as each one is making this commitment today, Lord God, on this day, more than anything else, Lord God, we want to do your will. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please be seated. We have to, I need to spend some time in prayer. So I've just come to the last point. God's divine love enables us to bear his task. God's divine love enables you and me to, to bear his task. Remember in Isaiah 59, his arm brought salvation. When God could not find anybody, he says that he looked for a man and when he could not find any, he became the person. Do you want to be a part of that answer today? The only way you can be a part of that answer is if you are part of the problem itself. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 14 and 15. For the love of Christ mm. constraineth us, because we thus judge, that if one died for all, then were all dead. And that he died for all, that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them and rose again. Amen. That's the love of Christ, not human love. Some way or the other, intercession helps us open the way for love to flow from God to man through us. You might be praying for somebody and that person will never know that you are standing in the gap. Tonight, we are going to stand in the gap today for the government of this land. They will never know there is somebody standing and fighting and, and going against the powers of darkness that this land one day will call upon the name of Jesus. And believe me, your name will be written in the Lamb's Book of Life for what you are going to make the difference today in Jesus' name. God needs intercessors. Are you willing to be one?
I'm going to say that question again. God, are you sleeping or awake? Thank you. God needs intercessors. Are you willing to be one? Everybody who said yes, that will be your portion in Jesus' name. Amen. And everybody who did not answer, you will answer very quickly in Jesus' name. I want to sing one more song. I don't know, I'm led to do this also. Let us pray and sing the song, Come Holy Spirit, we need thee. See, the reason I'm saying this, you might be here. Tomorrow morning the enemy will try to hit you. Maybe now also your mind is gone. God is looking for an intercessor who will have the mind of Christ. Okay? So you, the reason I'm, I'm dwelling so much on this is because you have to make a difference that when God is going to do something in this land, He will not bypass you in Jesus' name. He will visit you because you will be on your knees at that time and God will say, Can I bypass this sister because I'm going to do something? Can we sing that song? Yes. <clears throat> Holy Spirit, we need Come, Holy Spirit, we pray. Come in thy strength and thy power. Come in thine own special way. One more time. Come, Holy Spirit, we need Thee. Come, sweet Spirit, we pray. Come, in Thy strength and Thy power. going to enter into a time of prayer right now. Since this is a year of evangelism, lots have to do with the law of the land. In order for evangelism to take place, the law of the land is the gateway. If the gateway is open, we can enter. If not, we have to press ourselves towards the gate. Now, I'm going to do something different. We are going to keep Oman as a point of contact. We are going to pray for five governments. That's what we are going to pray. We are going to pray for the governments today. We are going to keep five governments. Number one, as a point of contact, the government of Oman will be. So you will remember all the ministers. Number two, the government of the land that you come from. If you are from Nigeria, you will remember Nigeria. That's two. And the three other governments, I want you to think of governments that are not allowing the gospel to penetrate. Don't immediately just pray for America and Australia. Think of nations that you want the, the gospel to penetrate. So you're going to pray for totally five governments. The government of Oman, the land that you come from, and three country governments that the Lord, the Holy Spirit, impresses in your heart. Amen? Are you ready? 
Find a partner if you want, because if you are alone, the enemy will take you on a ride. Find somebody, get yourself ready. The first scripture is taken from 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1. I urge then, first of all, that request, prayers and intercessions and thanksgiving being made for everyone. So we are going to pray, yes my sister, we are going to pray that God, we give thanks for all the officials in the government. Whether they are bad or good, that's not our business. Okay? God has put them there. They can be murderers. God has put them there. So first thing we are going to say, God, you put them there. Because no one can be in a government without the will of God. Okay? So let us thank God for the officials that are in, in all these governments. Five we are going to pray for. Start praying. If you want, you can hold the person's hand next to you, so then you will pray in ferventness. Otherwise, you will pray very soft and nobody will hear. Today, we are going to enter into the battleground. Father, we pray, Master, for every official. Every official in the government, Lord God. They are not there by accident. You put them there, Lord God. And because you put them, Lord God, we want to say thank you, Daddy. We ask you to bless every official, Lord God, in the land of Oman, Father. In India, Lord God, we want you to pray, Father. Father, we want you to pray for the people of Uganda, Lord God. Father, in Nairobi, Master. Father, we want to pray, Lord God, for everyone in Sri Lanka, Lord God. Every government official, Daddy. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray and we ask you, Lord God. Then we say, Lord, we bless them. We bless them. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name we pray. Proverbs 1, verse 23. Proverbs 1, 23. It says, If you had responded to my rebuke, I would have poured out my heart to you and made my thoughts known to you. We are going to pray. Heavenly Father, pour out your Spirit on every government official that make your word known to them. Let your word be known to them. Let us pray in Jesus' name. Father, we pray, Lord God, every official, Lord God, in the government, Father, Father, we pray in the name of Jesus, Daddy. Father, we pray, Lord God, that your word will be known to them. Father, reveal your word, Daddy. Reveal your word, Father. This is a heart's cry, Daddy. Lord, we pray for every minister, Lord God, in Oman. Every minister, Daddy. We pray, Lord God, that your word will be revealed to them. That your word will be revealed to them, Master. Father, we pray, Lord God, for the nation of Sri Lanka, Lord God. Every official there, Lord God, we pray, Master, that your spirit... Your Spirit, Lord God, will, Lord, will bring forth your word, Master. And, Lord, we pray that your word will come forth to them, Lord God, and they will know the truth, Lord God. Father, we lift up, Lord God, Uganda, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, Lord God. Nairobi, Lord God, Father, we pray for the officials in that town, Lord God. Father, we pray, Master, in the name of Jesus, Lord God. Lord, we pray, Master, that, Lord God, that these nations, the officials, Lord, they will be open to your word. In Jesus' name we pray. We are going to pray Psalm 25, verse 21. May integrity and uprightness protect me, because my hope is in you. We are going to pray, Every Father, cause all government officials to be men and women of integrity, obedient concerning us. Everything that is concerning the church, concerning Christianity, they will be obedient. In Jesus' name we pray. Father, we lift up these governments, Lord God. Father, we pray that you will cause all government officials, Lord God, to be men and women of integrity, Lord God. Father, let honesty be among them, Lord God. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus, Daddy, that every official in, this, in these nations, Daddy, Father, very specially for Oman, Lord God, we pray, Master, 
Lord, we pray, Master, truthfulness, Lord God, righteousness, Lord God, holiness, Lord God. Father, will be around them as a garland, Daddy. This is our heart's cry, Lord. We pray that you will do this, Daddy. Father, this is our heart's cry, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, we pray. 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 2. For kings and all those in authority, that we may live peacefully and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. We are going to pray. Heavenly Father, we pray that all government officials may lead a quiet and a peaceful life in all godliness and honesty. All godliness and honesty. In Jesus' name we pray. Let us pray. Father, we pray, Lord God, every official in this land, every official in this land, Lord God, Father, we pray for Afghanistan also, Lord God. Father, we pray for Pakistan also, Lord God. Every official, Lord God, we pray, Lord God, that these nations, Lord God, that they will live lives that are peaceful, not violence, Lord God, not given to violence and ungodliness, Lord God. Father, we pray that honesty will prevail in the governments, Lord God. Honesty will prevail in the governments, Lord God. This is our heart's cry that you will do this, Daddy. Father, we pray, Lord God, that every official in the government, Lord God, will be afraid to do anything that is wrong, Lord God. They will run away from wrong deeds, Lord God. Father, we pray, Lord God, that they will not stir up violence among the people, Lord God. That, Father, that they will love peace, Lord God. And peace will be like a garland around them, Daddy. This is our heart's cry. In Jesus' name we pray. Proverbs chapter 2, verse 12. Wisdom will save you from the ways of the wicked men, from men whose words are perverse. We are going to pray, Heavenly Father. Deliver all officials from the ways of evil and from evil men that corrupt them. Many officials are corrupted by evil people. They are the ones who run the government. It's not these officials. So let us pray in Jesus' name. Father, we pray, Lord God, you deliver every official, Lord God. Father, beginning in this land, beginning in this land that we are in, Lord God. We pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord God. You will deliver them, Lord God, from every wicked schemes, Lord God. Father, we pray, Master, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, from every perverse man who tries to do, do wrong against them, Lord God, who try to pollute them, Lord God, who try to corrupt them, Lord God. Father, we pray we will remove those people, Lord God, that they will not have no dominion over these officials, Lord God. Father, protect all the officials, Lord God, from every evil way, Daddy. This is our heart's cry, Lord God. Father, we are praying, Lord God, that this nation, Lord God, the nation of Oman, Lord God, and all other nations that we are praying for, Lord God. Father, we pray that in everything that they do, Lord God, because they love peace, Master, we pray, Master, that nothing evil will take place in these lands. In Jesus' name we pray. Psalm 1, verse 1. Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the way of sinners, nor sit in the seat of mockers, we are going to pray, Heavenly Father, make every official's heart and ears attentive to godly counsel. Attentive to godly counsel. In Jesus' name we pray. Father, we pray, Lord God, every official in Oman, Lord God. Father, in Uganda, in, 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 Lord God, in Afghanistan, Lord God. Father, in Sri Lanka, Lord God. Father, we pray, Master, in the name of Jesus and in India, Daddy. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus, Lord God. Lord, that you will, Lord God, protect these men. Lord, you'll, Lord you, you, will, you will watch over their hearts, Lord God, that they will get godly counsel. Godly counsel will be given to them, Lord God. This is a heart's cry, Daddy, that nothing of ungodliness will ever touch them, Master. Protect these men, Master. In Jesus' name we pray. 
Proverbs 2.21 For the upright will live in the land and the blameless will remain in it. We are going to pray, Heavenly Father, let the upright officials dwell in our governments and protect all blameless officials from all evildoers. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Father, we come to you, Lord God. For the land of Oman, Lord God, and every official daddy. For Sri Lankan officials, Lord God. Lord, for the officials, Lord God, in Afghanistan, Lord God. Father, for the officials in India, daddy. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus, Lord God. Father, we pray that you will protect them, Lord God. Lord, give them the grace to have a blameless life, Lord God. Their offices will be said that this is an office which is blameless, Lord. And from every evildoer, everyone who is causing evil, Lord God, snatch them away from these officials, Lord God. Let them not be corrupted by these evildoers, Lord God. Father, we pray, Lord God, money will not overtake them, Lord God. Father, we pray that the fear of God, the fear of you, Lord God, will prevail in these offices, Master. Every officer will be afraid to do which is wrong, Daddy. We pray, Lord God, that they will live a blameless life. In Jesus' name we pray. 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 5, the second part. He will bring to light what is hidden in darkness and will expose the motives of men's heart. We are going to pray, Heavenly Father, bring to light what is hidden in darkness in all government offices and expose the secret aims of their heart in all the officials. In Jesus' name we pray. Father, we pray, Master, that you will bring to light, Lord God, in this land, Lord God, and in the lands that we are standing for, Lord God, every secret thing in darkness, Lord God. Father, we pray that you will expose it, Lord God. You will expose it, Master. For every office, Lord God, that there is darkness, Father. Father, bring it to light, Master. Every heart of the official, Lord God, that is corrupted, Master, bring it to light, Lord God. Father, let it not prevail. Let darkness not prevail in these officials, Daddy. Father, this is our heart's cry, Daddy. This is our heart's cry that you will do it, Lord God. Father, arise, Lord God, in our government. Arise in the government of Oman, Daddy. This is our heart's cry, Lord God. You will do it, Father. We believe it. We trust you, Lord God. Lord, you said today you are looking for a man or a woman who will stand in the gap. Today we are standing in the gap and we are praying, Lord God, for governments, Lord God. We pray that your will will prevail in this land, Master. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. One more prayer point. Isaiah 59, verse 16. The Bible says, He saw that there was no one. He was applauded that there was no one to intervene. Let us pray, Heavenly Father, raise up intercessors from all churches to stand in the gap and let it begin in bread of life. Let it begin in bread of life. In Jesus' name we pray. Father, we pray that you will raise up intercessors, Lord God, in the land of Oman, Lord God, and in every nation that we are standing today for. Father, very specially, let it begin in bread of life. Father, we pray that every intercession group, every night vigil, every Thursday, the numbers will increase double, Lord God. The numbers will increase double, Lord God. Holiness will be around everyone, Daddy. Father, that we will live holy lives, Lord God. This is our heart's cry, Father, that you will raise up godly intercessors, Lord God. Men will know your heart. Men and women, that you will reveal your heart to, Daddy. The way that you reveal to Abraham, Lord God. Father, we pray that you will reveal, Master, to men and women in this church, Lord God, what you are about to do in this land, Daddy. This is our heart's cry. In Jesus' name we pray. Let us sing this song and we we'll close. We'll sing Majesty. Worship is majesty.
majesty, worship His majesty, unto Jesus be all glory, honor, and Come into your presence in the name of Jesus and by the blood of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that all our sins and all our transgressions are forgiven and that we stand in your presence as children of the Most High God. Father, as we dedicate the next 30 minutes to pray for missions, Father, we pray, Holy Spirit, take over. Holy Spirit, take over. Let it not be my words. Let it not be what I want to tell, but what you want your people to pray for. Areas that you need to see and you want your hand to work. Holy Spirit, take over. We just pray, cover us by the blood of Jesus. Father, we pray that no form of slumber, no form of distraction, we come against it in the name of Jesus. We pray that this is a time that we are changing the destiny of so many lives, souls being saved. We cannot slumber. We cannot afford to take it for granted. Holy Spirit, take over. Take over. In Jesus' name we pray. <clears throat> just before we can just sit down, I just want to take two points to pray for and then we will sit down. Okay, First Samuel 16, 13 says, Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brother, brothers. And the Spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. So Samuel arose and went to Ramah. The anointing fell on David to empower him to fulfill his destiny. The anointing fell on David so that he could go about and, he could go about and you know, you know, complete the God-given task. I'm just going to take this as a first prayer point. I know this is not, but just say, God, let a fresh anointing fall upon me this evening, Lord Jesus. I'm weak, I'm tired, but a fresh anointing fall upon me, Lord. I want to be empowered, Lord Jesus, to fulfill your purpose in this life, Lord Jesus. Whatever you have called me to do in the name of Jesus, Lord, let a fresh anointing fall upon me this evening. 
evening, Lord. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus. Lord, I want to be empowered. Lord, I want to, every work that I do, every ministry that I do, Lord, I pray that, Lord, Lord, we will have a rich harvest. And tonight, in the name of Jesus, we pray. Lord, pour out a fresh anointing on us, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen. There's, there's one more point I just want to pray. You know, we have pastors, teachers, preachers, evangelists, apostles. But there is no ministry called judgment. We're just going to say, God, if there is any element of judgment in me, forgive me this evening, Lord. I'm not here to judge, but whatever you have called me to serve you in, whatever position I'm going to be faithful in serving you. If there is any element of judgment in you, just bring it to the presence of God and say, we call it fellowship, we sit there, we judge. Father, forgive me if I have sat down the judging, Lord. That's not my business. Lord, I pray that you have put people and leaders and all are over us, Lord Jesus, and you know what you're doing with our lives, Lord Jesus. We pray pray if there is any form of judgment, a spirit of judgment over us. Father, we pray that it will be nullified, it will be broken and brought down to nothing, Father God. We ask you for forgiveness if we have been making it a part of our life, that we will not judge, but we will walk in what we've been called. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. Look to your neighbor and say, I'm not sleepy. Okay, fine. So we'll just, we'll have short moments of sitting down and getting up, short moments of sitting down and getting up. All right. Okay. Uh, yes, the next about 20 to 25 minutes, we are going to be praying for missions. All right. So I just tried to, I uh, gathered this uh, video that I just uh, got, and then I kind of took down the information. And so what, 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 what it basically said. Okay. So, you know, the beginning God created man to have fellowship with him. All right. And then God would go to any extent to keep man with him. All right. So, what happens? So now we say, now it has come and people are all around the world in different places. And yes, there are people like us who have the choice of hearing the gospel. There are people like us who have at some point somebody has spoken. But it was shocking to know that 40% of the world's population still haven't heard the gospel. Not because they don't care, but they don't have the choice. If you take 40% or 7, 7 billion, you're approximately talking about 3 billion that the gospel has not reached. All right. And uh, the second thing is like, you know, you, at the very thing that we need to look at this, Jesus left his comfort in the heavenlies and came down so that, you know, he became man so that he could have fellowship and take man to be with him and live forever. And that's what we exactly need to do. Leave our comfort zones and reach out. And if you would uh, look at it, you might ask me, so are there no people serving? Are there no mission workers? Yes, there are about 400 to 500,000 people in the mission fields. But only about three percentage are towards this area where there has been, where there is nobody who's reached out. Only three percentage is gone, going towards that. And whereas the 97 percentage are working or are associated in areas where they have already heard the gospel. Point to think, yeah. And Christians give about two percentage of the income to mission missions and whatever you call it, they give to two percentage of it. And out of this 99 percentage, still goes into the areas where already the harvest is done, or somebody has heard about Jesus, or at least you walk into a neighborhood and somebody tells you, hey, Jesus loves you, give your life to Jesus, or where will you go after you? But, but only one percentage goes to the fields where there is still the gospel hasn't reached. Really, really calls for us to see where and what we are doing with our giving, with our efforts, with our prayers. The gospel has to be preached. The Master's Commission, go into all the ends of the world and preach the gospel. And where do we stand? All right. So this is the moment that 
you know, the, 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 the world needs to be empowered with organized church organizations that goes and empowers churches. And this calls for a time of spirit-led guidance where we reach to the parts where we believe it is not possible to reach. And only God can do it. And tonight we are here, and believe me, the, the, that this night would transform so many things in the supernatural. Because we are here together in one accord, believing that God is going to bring about a change that only He can bring. Billions need to be washed by the blood of Jesus. Regardless of whether you, you and I get recognized, you and I know what's happening. Doesn't matter, but billions need to be washed by the blood of Jesus. And that's the Master's Commission. That's the heartbeat of the Lord. Amen? And that's what we're going to be praying for. And you know, we, uh, just a quick example. I'm sorry, I don't know much examples about other things. But yes, within India, there is a Prime Minister who's got a background or a foundation of Hindutva, who has formed a government, who come against very hard against uh, Christians. And you know, sometimes what, what I'm just trying to paint the picture is sometimes we believe this battle is too big and it cannot be won. This is too hard, man. He's getting famous. He's like rated like one of the top three leaders of the last year. The German, I'm not mentioning the name so that I don't, I don't pronounce it wrong. The German uh, prime minister, the French prime minister, and this guy was also rated as a very high, uh, high uh, as a top leader or a very famous leader. People like the way he talks, his charisma and everything. And so he had such uh, radicals working for him and that they go about doing beating up people, beating up pastors. And usually in the northern part of India, you would have problems. Southern part is supposed. But even in the southern part, they started having problems. And it, be, it became like, you know, oh, what, what's happening? The Christians were persecuted. Prayers were increasing. And you would, if you would, it was a matter of one or two weeks before you would see that his own party people will get into a lot of, you know, child abuse and various things that his name, his reputation, and he couldn't go ahead and address crowds the way he could do it before. just want to tell you that God is at work. And this, not one single party, one ruler with the majority, who is he to stand against the name of the Most High God? We will win every battle because the Lord is our fighter. The Lord fights our battle. We are not going to do it. We are fighting a winning battle. Eventually you are going to win. No matter what the score sheets are now, it's half time or it's going to be, you are going to win. And that's why we're going to enter this evening saying that, Lord, I'm, going to, I'm fighting a battle that I'm going to win. All right? There's no losers here. So you just tell your neighbor, I'm fighting a battle that I'm going to win. It, if your neighbor is sleeping, shake them and say that. Huh? You're winning tonight in the name of Jesus. Come on. So we, 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 we are fighting a battle that we win, and the Lord is going ahead of us. Missions, billions need to be washed by the blood of Jesus. Shall we just rise up as we take our first three or four prayer points? I want you to say that, God, I see a huge need. Reveal to me what is my role in this entire proposition. Lord, just ask, start talking to God. It is between you and God. Lord, I realize and I know that there is a huge need for missions. There is a huge work. There is a huge harvest. What is my role? Lord, talk to me. What do you want me to do? It is your moment with, with ask the Holy Spirit to intervene. Say, God, what, what is the role that you want to play? Big or small, nothing is of insignificance. Everything that you would do, everything that you would desire to do, there would be somebody that would be reaching, somebody who would be hearing the gospel. Now that you have said that, God, say, God, grant me the grace to fulfill my role. 
it, 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 though it's tough, it's worth the effort and time. Just say, God, grant me the grace. Whatever you roll, you give me, regardless of how tough it is, grant me the grace that, Lord, I will fulfill all that you have called me for. You could look at the life of Esther, that she was called for a time, and it was for the redemption of Jews. There was not her lineage that would be the king. But one thing she was called, that was to redeem the Jews. And there is one thing that the Lord will call you for. Ask God, Lord, whatever you want me to do, grant me that grace. Grant me that grace to fulfill what you call me for. In Jesus' name we pray. And then my next point, just pray that, Lord, let my resources reach the truly deserving people. Let me not get carried away by any kind of emotions when I invest into your kingdom. But, Lord, let, let my resources reach the truly deserving, the dying, the starving, and those people who really need my resources. Lord, let it reach out. It could be my prayer. Lord, it could be my giving. or Whatever is the resources that I have, Lord. Lord, let it reach out to people that are truly deserving. There are people who are truly earning. There are people who are truly longing for that one blessing that they are waiting for. Let it reach to truly deserving people, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Let us pray the last prayer point as we pray. Is, uh, and the first point is, let me be driven by purpose and never lose sight of what needs to be done for missions. Stay on the road, regardless of all. Let me be driven by purpose. Lord, I am here to fulfill purpose. Regardless of what happens, where I am, whether I have a good day in office or a bad day in office. Lord, as you have called me to be a missionary in this land, and as you have called me to you know, support missions and be active and be, live a purpose-driven life, Lord, I ask you that I will always stay in the road. Lord, regardless of good things, whatever happens, you will turn it around for your glory. And tonight I pray like how Abraham walked with purpose Moses walked with purpose how Paul walked with purpose that I will serve you with purpose Lord Jesus there would always be that purpose that I am here to build his kingdom billions need to be washed by the blood of Jesus and I have a role and I will stay firm I will not go off the road I will stay in the coast stand the coast because the battle belongs to the Lord and the victory is the Lord's and we are fighting a winning battle in the name of Jesus in Jesus name we pray Amen, amen. Please be seated. So we, uh, uh, First Kings chapter 18, verse 36 to 41. I want to just read it. And it came to pass at the time of the offering of the evening sacrifices that Elijah the prophet came near and said, Lord God of Abraham, Isaac and Israel, let it be known this day that you are God in Israel and I am your servant and I have done all these things at your word. Hear me, O Lord, hear me, that this people may know that you are the Lord God and that you have, done, you have turned their hearts back to you again. Then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt sacrifices and the wood and the stones and the dust and it licked up the water, and water that was in the trench. Now when all the people saw it, they fell on their faces and they said, The Lord, he is God. The Lord, he is God. And Elijah said to them, Seize the prophets of Baal. Do not let one of them escape. So they seized them and Elijah brought them down to the brook of Kishon and executed them there. There has to be fire on the altar before the rain comes on the nation. And that's what we're going to be praying for the next few moments. Elijah had, had cleaned up the, he cleaned up the altar and then built an altar to God and called it Israel by what the people of God were called. And then Eli, uh, and Elijah stands and there he, he offers his burnt 
uh, he offers a sacrifice and fire comes down and the, the uh, fire on the altar and then what follows when there was fire on the altar Elijah goes into a position of prayer in Elijah you, you could read that strange position of prayer where he kneels down and puts his head between his legs that's such that's a prayer of labor that's a prayer of where you stand and you feel the pain and then you want to see the deliverance of your people there has to be fire on the altar if there has to be rain on the land and that's what we need to pray for this evening we need to ask God saying God Lord let, let, you might be telling me this evening they're saying that I'm not praying to any Baal I'm just praying to the living God but how, what is the status of your prayer altar is there zeal and do you have you know, do, you, do you have that, uh, that is boredom or complacency catching over your prayer altar that it is no more an effective prayer altar tonight the fire of God will need to fall afresh on the prayer altar because every prayer that we make here tonight and, if that, and that is going to result in, in rain over the nations Amen so we're going to pray we're going to take a few prayer points I know I have to make you stand up again but let's stand up quickly Elijah cleaned the altar now ask God Lord clean up and purify my prayer life Lord Jesus my prayer Lord Lord I'm, I'm not serving no Baal, but there is complacency, boredom, lack of sleep has creeped into my prayer life, Lord Jesus. Pray the same thing for people in the mission field. You know, they, have, they do not have fellowship, they do not have people to turn back. There is a lot of boredom and a lot of complacency can creep in and say, God, let there be fire on every prayer altar because we want to see rain on the nations. We want to see your rain over the nations. Lord, we want to see a harvest of souls. We want to see your rain, that there would be salvation for the lost. We want to see your reign over areas where no man, nobody can reach Lord. And that starts with my prayer altar receiving the fire. Tonight, Holy Spirit, we pray. Let there be fire on everybody's personal prayer altar in the name of Jesus. Because we want to see nations be wise. Come on, ask and say, God, people in the mission field, they do not have this opportunity that I have. But we pray and we ask you, Lord Jesus, let there be fire on everybody's prayer altar, Lord. Every missionary in every part of the world, alone or as groups, so wherever they are, let there be fire over their prayer altar because we want to see the nations be washed by the blood of Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Elijah acted on God's word. Pray that every, everyone in the mission field will act only on the word of God and not on what they believe is the right thing. Let's say, God, we are also in the mission field. We are also called to obedience. We are also called to reach out. We are also, so whoever is in the mission field will act on the word of God. And let's also pray that the word of God will be renewed every day. Not the words of yesterday or yesteryears, but today. Let's just pray. God, we pray that we will act upon your word every day. Father, grant us the grace. Reading the word is a challenge, but tonight in the name of Jesus, we stand in your presence, Lord, and we ask you, Lord, just as Elijah acted on your word, we would act on your word. Every moment, every situation, we will act on your word, Lord Jesus. Not by what we think, what we believe, or what our emotions say, but but what the word of God says. Father, we pray for strength and grace. In Jesus' name we pray. Let's pray that the mission workers will preach the gospel with boldness and courage. We always sing the song, these are the days of Elijah. Believe me or not, the days are coming when you will have, you and I will have to stand up and preach the gospel with boldness. No more shying away, no more time to run away from your responsibilities because your purity, your purpose, your walk will all, the bar of your walk with God will just have to go to a new dimension if you would want to see nations be washed by the blood of Jesus. These are the days of Elijah. We sing it so well 
And believe me, the days are coming that we need to act and act and behave and pray like Elijah and preach and proclaim the gospel with boldness. Ask, Father, give me boldness, Lord. God, give me boldness. Sometimes I think it's not my business to tell them about Jesus. But, Father, we pray, give me boldness, Lord. Give me boldness to preach your gospel, Lord. We pray in the name of Jesus. Father, the days are coming. Days and years are coming when trials and tribulations increase, Father. And my purity, my purpose, Lord, Lord Jesus, I should increase in purity, in holiness, for, Lord, walking in your ways, that I set an example, Lord Jesus. And we pray the same, Lord Jesus. Let all our mission workers preach the gospel with boldness. And, Lord, you will reveal yourself to them through signs and wonders that the heathen will know that you are God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. The restoration of the altar brought forth rain. Let us pray that even as prayer altars are restored, there will be an abundance of rain and a rich harvest. In First King 18.24 says, Then you call on the name of your gods, and I will call on the name of the Lord. And the God who answers by fire, he is God. So all the people answered and said, it is well spoken. So let us pray, Lord, answer by fire. Let there be an abundance of rain. Lord, even as prayer altars are restored, let there be an abundance of rain over the nations, Lord Jesus. Even tough nations where the gospel cannot penetrate. Lord, where, where, where there are other religions, there are stronger waves, waves of communalism, waves of Islam. But Lord Jesus, where nobody can enter, we pray there will be an abundance of rain. There will be an abundance of harvest in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, that you will accomplish it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please be seated. Everybody's awake? Amen? Okay, so let's go ahead. So Joshua chapter 1, verse 12 to 15. I'm going to read that. And to the Reubenites, the, 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 the Gadites, and half the tribe of Manasseh, Joshua spoke, saying, Remember the word which Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded you, saying, The Lord your God is giving you rest and is giving you this land. Your wives and your little ones and your livestock shall remain in this land which Moses gave you on this side of Jordan. But you shall pass before your brethren armed, all your mighty men of valor, and help them until the Lord has given your brethren rest as he gave you. They also, they also have taken possession of the land, of the land which the Lord your God is giving them. Then you shall return to the land of your position and enjoy it, which Moses, the Lord's servant, gave you on this side of the Jordan towards the sunrise. You know, I have no rest till my brethren would have that rest. Here is a group of people who liked the other part of Jordan and they wanted to stay. So Moses said, very well, you can take it two and a half tribes. But remember, your rest is not complete till your brothers will come into that rest. And I want to just draw a parallel to that saying that today we have the salvation and we have that rest in Christ Jesus. But my rest is not complete till I would see the gospel of Jesus Christ preached across the length and breadth of this nation. It might look like one voice in the wilderness or one person trying to say that, but we just heard that one person with God is a majority. And every step that we take is in the right direction of what God wants to accomplish. Step by step, line upon line, we move ahead to take it. And so we are going to just start this evening, and once again, we're going to ask God. We say, God, my rest is complete only when I would see the salvation of, the, salvation of my brethren. Alright, so shall we just rise up again? I know we, we do this exercise again, but it keeps us going. Hallelujah. Listen, Lord, I assume responsibility for the missions. 
my rest is complete only when I see the salvation of nations. Till then, I'm willing to, till then I'm willingly going to labor in your vineyard. My comfort is not important. Souls are more important, Father God. Lord, I pray and we ask you strength this day, Lord Jesus, that we will tirelessly labor and enter into your rest only when we would see that all our brethren, those who don't know you, will come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Father, we pray that you will grant them that rest. Lord, tonight we pray, tonight we pray in the name of Jesus that there would be rest. Lord, we pray your salvation that brings rest will flow across nature. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Let's pray. Lord, grant mission workers. You know, there are a lot of, lot of our mission workers who are in missions and, you know, they need rest in terms of their health. They do not have all the facilities and the sophistication that we have. They need rest in terms of their children's education. A lot of parents go to mission work and they don't have anybody to look after their children. Let's say, God, we pray for those who are in the mission field, Lord Jesus. We pray, give them rest in terms of their health. Give them rest with respect to their children, their children's education. Give them rest with respect to their emotional needs. There are, there are prayers. These people live in isolated locations. They live with people who, who, have no, no, who have no culture or who don't, have, who don't practice anything, but so, you know, who have no values. So they live in tough conditions. Ask them, God, give them that rest that only you can give, Lord. You are Jehovah God, Lord. We pray that, Lord, Lord, oftentimes these people, these missionaries who work in these mission fields are forgotten. And Lord Jesus, but you are a God who remembers them. And we pray, let them always enjoy that rest in your presence. Lord, in Jesus' name we pray. Um, God told Joshua in the book of Joshua, if you would read the book of Joshua, chapter 1, God told Joshua, be, be strong, be courageous, be strong, be courageous. And it's like, God, if you tell it once, isn't, doesn't it make a lot of sense? But God knew the track that he's going to take Joshua in. A tough and a tiresome journey before he could you know, inherit the promised land. And that's what we're going to say. We're going to pray for our people, our, our brethren that are in the mission field, saying that, God, give them, give them strength, give them courage, Lord. Because the path that they're walking in is a big challenge. And we pray, God, we pray for boldness, for courage, for every servant who is serving in mission fields, Lord, in tough and the tiresome situations, Lord Jesus, where time and again they are persecuted, Lord. Oftentimes it would become so easy to take a step back and not, produce, not deliver the gospel in the fullness of it. But tonight we pray in the name of Jesus that, Father, that courage and boldness will increase in the name of Jesus. That they would go forth and deliver the word of God just as it is. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I've got five more minutes, so we're just going to go to the last point, and in which, you know, tell your neighbor, I'm an ambushed prayer warrior. If your neighbor is sleeping, as again, shake your neighbor and say, I'm an ambushed prayer warrior. The volume has gone down. Somebody shout a hallelujah. hallelujah. Amen. Okay, let's go. Okay, so in Joshua chapter 8, to 3 to 7, I'm not going to read this part, but I'm just going to explain it. Joshua, they go, they lose to, they lost the battle to AI, okay, or I, however you call it. They lost the battle. And then Joshua comes and then he prays to God and God says, go ahead and take it, I've given you the land. The next step that Joshua tells is, Joshua tells, he says, Joshua sets an ambush. There is a group of men of valor who will hide themselves. And then Joshua and his team will go and present themselves in front of the people of Ai. And when they see this, they say, ha, here these guys are coming. We got them yesterday, we'll get them again. So they start chasing these guys and Joshua and his team start running. Little are they aware 
the enemy starts chasing the weak souls, telling that I'm going to get these guys. But little is he aware that there is an ambush that is waiting that is going to destroy the plans of the enemy. You and I are that ambush that is destroying the plans of the enemy. The enemy sees a weak souls and he says that I'm going to get them. These guys don't know the power of the gospel and he's chasing them down. But you and I are an ambush prayer warrior. We are hiding and then we are getting up and saying, you want to get them? We are destroying your plans. Now come try get us. And the enemy and those who are running would come back and destroy all the people of AI. Amen? Does that make some sense? We are going to be we are going to be an ambush prayer warrior. Lord, we will hide and tonight let's say, God, I want to stand in the gap. Lord, I want to hide and I want to pray. The enemy is going out there to try and catch innocent souls and destroy them, Father. But tonight I make a commitment that I will be that ambush prayer warrior who will stand in the gap and destroy the plans of the enemy. He can run after a weak, weak, weak soul, but in the name of Jesus, because of the saving grace and because of the hand of the Lord that is over us that we will stand in the gap and we will put the enemy to shame in the name of Jesus. Thank you Father that you will do this. Thank you Father that you are able to do this. If you want to be an ambush prayer warrior or you want to stand in the gap and destroy the plans of the enemy, this is your moment. We Let us pray to give you one. I'm going to ask God. Lord say God pour out your anointing on everyone that desires to stand as an ambush prayer warrior. Oh hallelujah Father, pour out your spirit on everyone that desires to stand in the gap as an ambush prayer warrior to destroy the plans of the enemy tonight in the name of Jesus. For everyone who desires, pour out a fresh anointing, pour out a fresh passion, pour out a fresh seal that they will rise up from their ordinary and accomplish extraordinary things, Lord Jesus. We pray for people in the mission. Lord Jesus, we pray that we are the ones who stand in the ambush and pray for them that the enemy would try to come after them and try to destroy them, try to get their children. But in the name of Jesus, by what the Lord and the accomplished work on the cross of Calvary, we will overcome every devices of the enemy and we will, we will, we will reign with you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. We give you the glory, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. I've got two minutes and I just want to pray for a couple of things. Let's pray that, you know, even in the mission fields, I try to get some practical prayer points for people who are working in the mission fields. And they were saying that even today, that there are so many organizations that give them money and say, come to church because, you know, they need to have numbers, pictures presented back so that they can get the fund. Even today, there are people who are giving money. So the gospel is not preached in the fullness of it. The gospel is adulterated, all right? And the truth of the gospel is lost. So we need to pray that, Lord, all these kind of manipulation. And there are some people who even take up missionary work like a secular job, you know. I didn't get much to do. I'm going as a missionary. No passion, no vision, no zeal. All this is happening. But we just say, God, all those, even if they have gone with that intention of just taking it up as another job, let that be a birth of a vision. If there is manipulation of your word, Father, we just pray a God who answers by fire will answer by fire tonight. Father, we thank you, Jesus. We thank you for this night. We thank you for the time we are praying. Let your gospel that is preached in the mission fields, the unadulterated gospel of Jesus Christ, be preached, Lord Jesus. We pray for those, Lord, who just lack the vision are still in this mission field. Father, we pray for grace that fresh fresh anointing falls on each one and they receive grace to know you more. A new vision be put into them that they will serve you with zeal, Lord. We pray and thank you for this night, Lord Jesus. Thank you that 
there are somebody that, there are at least a few, or at least there is one person tonight that is making a commitment to stand in the gap for missions and missions work, and that we will not enter into a rest. Still, we would see nations be washed by the blood of Jesus. We thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I just want to close with one small, t- this is a live testimony. I've got one minute. I will say it with this. There is a pastor who was preaching the gospel in, in you know, the same state of Mumbai. That's a place called Nagpur. He was preaching the gospel. And so, you, please be seated. So he was preaching the gospel there. And uh, the Hindu Tua, or whatever you call the the Hindu group came and caught him and said, why are you preaching a foreign god to our people? They put him in prison. And in the current government, you know, there is an oversight of all this. They will just let the police have their way. So they took this pastor and beat him up for four or five days. One day, surprisingly, they saw that all the inmates were quiet. So the warden or the person in charge of the prison went there and he saw that the pastor was preaching the gospel to the inmates. Sooner or later, they took him, they beat him up, and then they sent him out. And the inmates who were there gave their life to Jesus. Now the, uh, uh, the pastor came back, came back to his church. 30 or 40 inmates, or I'm not, I'm not sure how many, quite a few of them came back to his church. And then the pastor had a very good problem. Because, you know, these inmates will come with these big sticks and they'll sit at the back. So whenever these, uh, these radical groups stopped coming to his church, because, you know, there was too many of these prisoners who are sitting there. So the pastor says, it is a problem, but it is a good problem to have. You know, you try to tell them, you, if they slap you, you show, show the other cheek. But these guys say, okay, I, we will not do anything, but just let's sit here with the sticks. So the pastor has come back from prison and there is no radical groups that are coming against it. This is just a, a closing note, but believe we stand, the most high God is in our endeavors. What is a political party? What is a political movement? Who is man? Who is kingdoms? Who can stand against the Almighty God? We will see the three billion people that don't hear the gospel will hear the gospel in our time. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. Let somebody shout hallelujah. Let somebody shout hallelujah. In your sitting position, I want you to raise your voice and pray. And say, Father, in the name of Jesus, let every ordinances and handwriting that is against me be destroyed tonight. Begin to talk to God. I pray, Father, O Lord, tonight, let every handwriting, let every ordinances that is against me be destroyed tonight in the name of Jesus. Let every handwriting, let every ordinance in the name of Jesus that is against me be destroyed in the name of Jesus. Let it be null and void. Let it be of no power against me. Every ordinance, O Lord, that is against me, let it be null and void. Let it be of no power. Let it be of no effect in the name of Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Father. We give you all praise. In Jesus' name we have prayed. 
Amen. Let us open our Bible to Colossians chapter 2. We will read verse 14 and 15. He says, Blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to the cross. And having spoiled, the, having spoiled principalities and power, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. Let somebody shout hallelujah. Let somebody shout hallelujah. In Romans chapter 8 verse 2, it says, For the law of the spirit of life has made me free from the law of the spirit of death. Amen. Amen. And in Lamentation, Lamentation chapter 3 verse 37, Who is he that seeth it in and cometh to pass when the Lord commanded it not? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. There are so many ordinances. There are so many handwritings. There are so many cultures. There are so many established norms that is fighting and warring against us. Even some of these norms, established facts, they are affecting our faith. Even when the Bible says our faith should not depend on the wisdom of men. But because these things are so, as have proven themselves to be very, very, you know, to be very, very strong, it begins to affect us. Praise the Lord. But tonight we are going to pray against them. Because who said a thing and it coming to pass if it is not the law? The doctor has his own report because of the facts that are available to the doctor. But that is not the truth. The truth is the word of God. The word that proceeded from the mouth of God. Praise the Lord. And because of this, it is the word of God. It is what God says about that situation that must come to pass. In the name of Jesus. Let somebody shout hallelujah. Ordinances is an authoritative order. As we know, order can either give access or deny us access. Praise the Lord. Like in the case of uh, Pharaoh in, in, uh, in Exodus chapter 1 verse 22, when he decided to kill every male child that he born to the Hebrews. That is an ordinance. They make sure they carried it to the letter. And in some families, there are some established norms. Because of that norms, people are suffering from one thing or the other. When the Lord gave me this, uh, this, uh, this prayer point, I knew there are some people here that he wants to deliver with it. Let somebody shout hallelujah. And surely he will deliver you tonight. From every ordinance, from every letter. Is it from your workplace? Is it from anywhere? But this letter is not for, your, it's not for, the, for the goodness of God in your life. Therefore, it must be blotted out. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Ordinance can contravene the will of God in our life. Like in, 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 uh, in the time of Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego, in Daniel chapter 3 from verse 16 to 18, ordinance was made 
that when there is a sound, when there is simba, when there is music, the people should bow down to the golden image. That is now us. But the children of God said, no, this is not what our God has taught us. We will not bow. And that is why the fourth man appeared in the fire. Why? Because the ordinance must be changed. Praise the Lord. And that very same day, the ordinance was changed. That the only one that everybody should bow and worship and respect is the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Every ordinance against you that is working against you must be changed tonight. In the name of Jesus. Let somebody shout hallelujah. Let somebody shout hallelujah. Amen. Ordinance can be a handwritten, like in the case of Uriah, when David sent him a letter, gave him a letter of his uh, death warrant, and asked him to deliver. It could be in that form. It could be in the form of what uh, Haman wrote against the children of Israel, asking them to be killed because Mordecai refused to bow down. That we can see in Esther chapter 3, Verse 13. That is what, is, that is what uh, ordinance could be. Praise the Lord. All these things, there are so many spiritual ordinances that are in operation in our lives, but we do not know. You will see somebody, he, he, he will do well in, in his primaries, he will do well in the secondary, he will do well in the, in the, in the university. For him to get a job will be a problem. And he, when, if the person looks well, he will see that that has been a circle in the family. They don't end well. Praise the Lord. But that will change tonight in the name of Jesus. Because God is ready to remove those ordinances. Doctor could say, because there is this and there is that, this person cannot function well. That is the, the word of the doctor. That is the prescription of the doctor. But like I said earlier, it is the truth of God that will prevail in the name of Jesus. They could say because someone does not have a, a womb, because of that the person cannot conceive. They will say because the womb is too small, because the pelvic is this, all sorts of established norms. But I'm telling you, they are going to give way. And you are going to carry that baby this month in the name of Jesus. Because it is the word of God that must come to pass. Like in the case of Joshua, Joshua chapter 10 verse 12, he made us to understand that even the natural ordinances can be altered for your sake. Amen. He asked the moon to be in Gibeon and, uh, and the stone to be in what? In Ajalon. Praise the Lord. Because the battle of the Lord is going on. There is nothing that cannot be changed. Even the natural laws. They can be changed because it is God's purpose that must come to pass in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. You have a family history that have not been good. If you have a family record that have not been good. But I'm telling you today that that family record that has been up and down, the Lord will step into it and God will change it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. And we are going to pray. I just want us to understand this a little. We are going to pray. And when you have this kind of ordinances, what are you supposed to do? 
It is very, very simple. We are supposed to pray. We are supposed to call on the name of the Lord and He will deliver us. In Esther chapter 4 verse 16, He says, I will go unto the king, even though it is against the norm. But you go and pray. Praise the Lord. If any woman goes into the king uninvited, the woman will be killed. But Esther said, I know one thing. Prayer can do all things. And this is not an exception. Pray for me, and I know this ordinance will be changed. Praise the Lord. What we are supposed to do is to pray. And Esther added that we should also fast. Secondly, we are supposed to cast the scripture and know the word of God concerning that situation. The word of God concerning that ordinance that is not working to our favor. Let somebody shout hallelujah. Water is supposed to flow. Water is not supposed to stand. But because the children of Israel wants to cross the Red Sea, water became a pillar. That is what I'm trying to establish here tonight. That with God, all things are possible. Praise the Lord. He said to them that believe, to them who are walking according to the, to the will of God, unto them there is what? There is no law. There is no law. That is to say everything is possible. You are supposed to walk on the ground, but there is nothing that says you cannot fly. Praise the Lord. What I'm saying tonight is that everything is possible. Because God will make it possible. And the third one is, you engage in aggressive prayer. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You should also know one thing. The devil will not want to let you go easily. You have to determine to let yourself go. Praise the Lord. So that is why you will rise up like a soldier who is ready to fight. Amen. Not the one that wants to be sleeping and be fighting. But the one that wants to stand against whatever is against him and fight tonight. Praise the Lord. Let somebody shout hallelujah. First of all, you are going to rise up. You are going to pray. We are going to talk to God against, against every medical norms. Every medical norms, every medical facts that are working against you. Because of that, you have rest your case. They say my fallopian tube is blocked. Because of that, I cannot get pregnant. It is a medical fact. It is not the truth. It is the truth of God that says none of them shall be barren in the land. That is the truth. And that is what we stand. Begin to talk to God. And say, Father, I pray tonight. Every medical norms and law and facts that is against me in the name of Jesus. Let them give way tonight. Let them give way tonight by the blood of Jesus. Give way tonight in the name of Jesus. My father, my father, Rika Paori di Sante Rimasi Foya Kakura Masi. Every medical ordinances that is against me, every test that have been performed on me that is against me. Tonight, in the name of Jesus, 
By the blood of Jesus, I override. Father, override all these tests that have been performed in my life. That is proving one negative or the other. Father, override them and take the glory. Override them and take the glory. In the name of Jesus, I know nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible. Break her sanctuaries. I give you praise, Lord. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. The man that was crucified with Jesus Christ never knew he could meet salvation at the cross. He never knew that he could meet salvation at the cross. What he was expecting is for him to just what? Die. But the Lord came to his rescue. He met his salvation. What I'm establishing tonight is that it is not over until it is what? Over. You are going to pray and talk to God. Forget about any natural thing. Because I'm old, because I'm of age, because of this, because of that. That is what I want you to suspend tonight. But what I want you to look onto is the truth of God. You say, Father, in the name of Jesus, Father, in the name of Jesus, every natural ordinance that is against my life, be suspended in the name of Jesus. Be suspended. Be suspended in the name of Jesus. Be suspended in the name of Jesus. Be suspended. I pray, my Father, in the name of Jesus, every natural ordinance, every natural fact that is working against me, my Father, I pray, let it be suspended. Tonight, in the name of Jesus, tonight be suspended. Tonight be suspended. I pray, King of glory, be suspended in the name of Jesus. Be suspended, Lord. Thank you, my Father. In Jesus' name we have prayed. We are going to pray every law, every decree, every gazette that is against the gospel in this land. Be suspended by the blood of Jesus. Be suspended. My Father, my God, I pray, Father, Thank you, mighty God. In Jesus' name we have prayed. The apostles were locked up in the prison. And against the law, against the fact, the prison gate must be open for anybody to come out. Against the law, Against the ordinances, the prison gate must be open. The chains must be, must be taken away from them. But that, that is not how it happened. They were seen in the temple in Solomon's porch preaching the gospel while the prison gate was still locked. While the chains were still in their position. That is what I'm saying tonight. That God will do a new thing in our lives. And we shall know it. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, my Father. You are going to destroy every established fact concerning your family lineage. Concerning your family lineage. I know of a family 
it is very difficult for their ladies to get married. You will see them getting very old and they are not married. It is something they already know. But I'm telling you tonight, the ordinances, whoever have written it in the name of Jesus, that ordinances against that family will be destroyed in the name of Jesus. Will be destroyed in the name of Jesus. Every evil ordinances operating against my life, operating against my family, operating against my children, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, my Father. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. 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 They say a child was not doing well in school. And uh, the child, a kind of diagnosis was performed on the child, and the child, and they spoke a lot of English. A lot of English. They spoke all the cirrhosis and the, and the, so many on the child. You know, when I, when I heard of it, in my spirit I laughed. I said, all these names, Jesus don't need them. All Jesus will say is, peace be still. Behold, you are well. Be made whole. You are clean. Your sins are forgiven. That is what Jesus will say. All this grammar is not anything before Jesus. Is there any grammar that has been spoken in your life? That you are holding and say, because of this, I cannot go further. Because of this, there is a war. There is a limitation. Every grammar, every fact that has brought any limitation into your life, begin to rebuke them tonight. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. God has created everything for us to enjoy. Whatever limitation... Whatever limitation that anything is bringing into my life, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, my Father. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. 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 If you are here tonight and you are looking unto God for the, for, the, for the fruit of the womb, I want you to engage God with this understanding that there is nothing difficult for you. Whatever surrounds me, whatever I'm seeing, does not what? Does not matter. Does not matter. Somebody sleeping, seeing, seeing oil in the dream and saying, ah, I know. With this sign I have seen, the baby is gone. What is the relationship with oil and what? And baby. Praise the Lord. So also, somebody, they told the person, fallopian tube is blocked or not. My, Lord, my father and the Lord say, what is the, what is the, what is the relationship between, the, between fallopian tube and what? And a baby. They are different. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So I want you to engage, engage God throughout this month with this understanding. And you will see what the Lord will do. Let somebody shout hallelujah.
We are going to pray. We are going to pray for a few minutes. We are going to pray. And we are going to pray against every letter. Every, every letter, every gazette, every, you know, memorandum of understanding in your workplace that is against you. You are going to pray against them now and turn them around. You are going to say, Father, as from now on, no gazette, no, no, no ordinance, no handwriting against me will be published again in the name of Jesus. Begin to talk to God. I pray, my Father, no letter in the name of Jesus that does not favor me that will be given to me. In the name of Jesus, begin to talk to God. I pray, my Father, I pray, in the name of Jesus, I pray, in the name of Jesus, no letter, no ordinance that is against me will be written anymore. It will be written anymore. In the name of Jesus, thank you, my Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, King of Glory. In Jesus' name we have prayed. In Jesus' name we have prayed. David prayed a prayer against Ahitophel and said, Let his counsel be foolishness. We are going to pray. Every counsel, every handwriting, every ordinance that is against me. Let it be foolishness. In the name of Jesus. I pray, my Father, let every counsel in the name of Jesus, let every put together in the name of Jesus that is against me, O Lord, be counted as foolishness. Be counted as foolishness. I pray in the name of Jesus. Thank you, my Father. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name we have prayed. When I first got to my organization, I, I resumed in October. And in December, my line manager called me and said, you see, uh, we cannot uh, appraise you because you have not spent up to one year. Then, uh, then at the time they appraised me, I have spent more than one year. So it was not to my favor. It was not to my favor. You know, and there is no provision saying that because you have spent more than one year, there is a percentage to take care of the extra. But there was always a percentage to remove from you. Such things, they don't favor us. So I want you to pray tonight and say, Lord, every, every policy, every policy, every, every, every ordinance, every put together, every handwriting that will not favor me, Lord, let it not be published. In the name of Jesus, let it not be published. In the name of Jesus, lezati baraboshanta masi kekeri alasunda barondo keri asalaboshantari. Thank you, my Father. 
thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name we have prayed. In Jesus' name we have prayed. So for, for, for those of us who want to know this, uh, Second Samuel chapter 15 verse 31, that is where uh, David prayed the prayer against Ahithophel. Praise the Lord. He prayed the prayer against Ahithophel. And we knew what happened. Despite the counsel given was very good, but it was not taken. Despite the counsel was very good, it was not taken. We are going to pray. Whatever gathering, whatever, anywhere that they, are, that, that they, that they discuss me, whenever the discussion is not to my favor, let it not be taken. In the name of Jesus, let it not be taken. I pray, Father, whenever the discussion is not to my favor, let it not be taken. Let it not be taken. In the name of Jesus, let it not be taken. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. We are going to pray against anything that is already in our hands. Whether letter whether, whatever, it's already in our hands. We are going to ask God to scatter it. That evil letter that you have been given, that, does, that, does, that is not to God's, God's will in your life, let it be scattered. We will talk to God in the name of Jesus. Let it be null and void. Let it be of no effect in the name of Jesus. Let it be of no effect. I pray, let it be of no effect. Thank you, my Father. In Jesus' name we have prayed. You will say, Father, in the name of Jesus, every unknown hindrance working against me, scatter in the name of Jesus. Scatter in the name of Jesus. Every unknown hindrance working against my life, working against my promotion, scatter by fire. Scatter by thunder. Scatter in the name of Jesus. My Father, make a way for me. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Father, we thank you once again. We, we, we have seen your hand. We can see what you are doing. We give you all the glory. We thank you for the deliverance tonight. I pray let it be permanent with us. In the name of Jesus, every prayer we have prayed tonight, Lord, turn it to a testimony. In Jesus' name we have prayed. I will enter His gates with thanksgiving in my heart. I will enter his courts with praise. I will say this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice for he has made me glad. He has made me glad. He has made me glad. I will rejoice for he has made me glad. 
has made me glad, he has made me glad. I will rejoice for he has made me glad. Amen. We have just few prayer points. We are going to pray for our dear Pastor Abraham's uh, brother-in-law. A few days ago, he became a little sick and when he was taken to the hospital, they found after doing some tests that there is a clot in his brain. As our brother Franklin prayed, everything that was written will be unwritten. Amen. So we are going to lift up. His name is David. I want you to pray till we hear the news that David is safe. Amen. We will believe it. We will trust it. We will obey. Our, our sister, pastor's uh, wife has gone home. Our dear sister Kutima has gone uh, to India to be with the brother. So we are going to pray. God work a miracle. Amen. Let us pray in Jesus' name for David. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come to you for uh, our brother David, Lord God. Father, the man, the ordinance has written that there is a clot, but Father, you will unwrite it, Lord God. And we pray, Master, in the name of Jesus, by the stripes that was shed on Calvary, by your wounds, Lord God, David will receive his healing, Lord God. Father, we speak healing to his mind, Lord God. We speak healing to his brain, Lord God. Father, we speak healing to that body, Lord God. As that body is sleeping now, he, David, will receive his healing, Lord God. Father, we believe it. there are more than one or two a year today, Lord God. And by the stripes of Jesus, Lord God, we pray and we ask you, Lord, let David receive his healing for the glory of your name. For the glory of your name, O oh Lord God. We say thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord God, for hearing our prayer. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. One of our ushers called Norbert Fernandez. He lost his mom and he has flown to India this morning. Not now, last morning. So we are going to pray for God's comfort for that family. It's not easy to lose a loved one. So let us pray that God will comfort him and the family on this situation. Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus, Lord God. We lift up our brother Norbert, Lord God. Father, as he has lost his beloved mama, we pray, Lord God, you will comfort that family right now, Daddy. Father, we, we, we say thank you that she is in your kingdom, Lord God. She is there with you, Daddy. Father, we say thank you. Let this family receive the comfort just the way that Jesus went when, Lord God, when his friend passed away. Father, we pray today that your presence will go there and comfort that family. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. There was one point that I missed when I was talking about um, governments. We got some news that Saudi Arabia, the Vatican has sent somebody to Saudi and they have signed a treaty that they have opened the first church. Amen. The first church has been opened in Saudi Arabia. And we thank God it's in our lifetime. So why I say this is, if one person can stand in the gap and pray for a nation, God can turn the ordinance. Exactly what our brother said. Every written ordinance will be turned around when one child of God stands in the gap. Amen? Um, now we are going to pray for tomorrow's service. Tomorrow's service is the Friday school service. We are going to pray for a few points. Number one, we pray for every newcomer who comes. I know many families will call their friends. Pray that when the word of God comes from the man of God, there will be a transformation. 
And as our brother Kenneth speaks the word of God, we pray that signs and wonders will follow. That there will be a transformation of hearts. Let us pray. In the name of Jesus. Father, we pray, Lord God, and we ask you, Daddy, tomorrow there will be a turning around, Lord God. Father, we pray very specially for every newcomer who comes, Daddy. Father, when they come and if they have their needs, Daddy, we pray that you will meet them at that point of need, Lord God. Father, as your son stands at the pulpit tomorrow, we pray, Master, that you will fill him with power, Lord God. And let your word proceed from his mouth, Lord God, and accomplish the purpose for which it goes forth, Lord God. Father, as he has waited upon you, Lord God, we pray, Master, you will give him the boldness, Lord God. Give him the wisdom and the knowledge and the understanding, Lord God. Anoint his tongue, Lord God. And we pray that every word that proceeds will not return void. It will accomplish the purpose for which it goes forth. In Jesus' name we pray. We are going to pray for the children very specially. That it will not just be a performance, but that it will be a transformation. And let us pray for the Friday school teachers as they work along with these children. That these children will remember these teenage days to know that that teachers have made an impact in their lives. Amen? So let us pray for the children and for the teachers, for the choir, the children who are singing the choir, for everything that takes place this morning, let us pray. Father, we ask you, Daddy. Father, manifest your glory, Lord God. Manifest your glory, Daddy. As the children, Lord God, perform with their songs, Lord, whatever they do, Daddy, we pray it will be a transformation, Lord God. Father, we pray that the name of Jesus will be glorified, Lord God. And the name of Jesus will be exalted, Father, for the glory of your name, Lord God. We pray that this service, Master, will be a wonderful time for each and every one of us, Lord God. That we will feel your presence. In Jesus' name we pray. Last prayer need. If you have a need, and for some reason if it's not come from the three of us, and you still know that this need has not been prayed for, just lift up your hand towards heaven and say, Lord, that's my need I have. There is somebody that I've been praying for or I've been praying for myself. For some reason, it has not come out from somewhere. But I know that you will answer my prayer today. Father, every hand that has been lifted up, Lord God, we lift it up unto the throne room of grace, Master. We believe that you are our healer. You are our sustainer. You are our provider. You are the rock on which we stand, Lord God. Father, there are many hands that have been lifted up today, Lord God. We lift it up towards heaven, Daddy. And your word is so true. Before you can call, I will answer you. Father, I pray the faith of your children. Lord, I pray, even though it's the size of a mustard seed. Lord, we believe that you are the answer to all our prayers, Daddy. I pray that none, none will go empty-handed today, Master. They will go full with grace. And let your power be manifested in their lives, Lord God. Father, I pray that testimonies will follow soon, Lord God, for the glory of your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I want you to do one more thing this morning, this afternoon before you come. Very specially, I want you to take at least minimum 15 minutes of the morning hour. Kneel before God before you can come to the sanctuary. Will you do that? Will we make a commitment to today that we will kneel before His presence, that the glory of God will be manifested in our service. 
And it will not just be just next week, but it will be all the days of our life. We will kneel in the presence of God and we will see His power demonstrated. Amen? Amen? Let us share the grace. May the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our life, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Be blessed, my brothers and sisters. Go in the presence of the Lord.